Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. One of our sending churches, Church of the Highlands, and so I know that there's a mission team that's here that's probably scattered all throughout the the room. Can we welcome them? In fact, can you stand up and let us welcome you officially? Welcome to Cincinnati. We're thankful you're here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, This team's going to be serving our city all week long, and uh, we're just so thankful that you're here. They were here early. They set up church. And by the way, doesn't it look incredible outside, everything that's going on? Man, it's incredible. Those pictures are all throughout our pre-launch and all throughout our first 26 weeks because today is actually our half birthday as a church, um, and we're really excited. We think it's a big deal. Uh, so 26 weeks ago, we launched our church, um, and really, we could not be more grateful and honored and excited for all that God has done in the first 26 weeks. Um, it, it, we believe that we are truly in the middle of a miracle, um, and we're extremely thankful. And in fact, I wanted to kind of share some things uh, and some celebrations, some things that God has done. And I'm going to tell you right now, Everything I'm about to share, you're going to want to spontaneously erupt into applause and praise. Um, and so I give you full permission right now, church, to do that um, uh, because, because these are some incredible things that, that we've gotten to see um, each and every week. But we wanted to make sure that we always bring these things in front of you so that you know, here are all the incredible things that God is doing in our church. And this first one is by far the most important for me uh, because this is, this is why we exist as a church. This is why we started this church, is to see people come to know God. And so I I could not be more pumped to be able to share that in the first 26 weeks, we've had 156 people make a decision to follow Jesus within our, yeah, come on, it's good. That's good. And we've also had 11 different people that have been water baptized in in our two water baptism services that we've done. It's incredible. And by the way, our next one is going to be at the very end of April. And so if you, if you have never been water baptized, I encourage you to sign up. You can actually mark on your connection card that you would like to do that. And we'll give you all that information. It's going to actually be the week after Easter um, that we're going to be doing that. And so that's, it's going to be a really special day. But here's another really cool thing. We've had 180 people go through our growth track and jump on our dream team, which is the people that serve at our church. And so that's a big deal. Uh, we've had over 700, to the best of our guests, hours, 700 plus. You got to remember the plus. That could be like one, but hey, we, we added the plus. Um, hours of serving Cincinnati at different things that we've done outside of these walls. We, we The very first Saturday of every month, we have an outreach that we call I Love My City. And we've also did a serve day in July that we're going to do, and we're going to do it big um, this July. And so we've had over 700 hours uh, that we served our city. And then here's another one um, that honestly is not possible without your generosity. And we've made a decision from day one of our church to be able to be very generous, to operate not just in generosity, but also stewardship. We believe both of those are extremely important to be transparent with the ways that we are, um, that we are using money and spending money. And uh, we know that that's a big deal, uh, not, not just to you, but it's a big deal to God. 
uh, that stewardship is a very, very important thing. And so we made a decision that from day one, even with little resources, we're going to be as generous as we can. And so I'm, this, this number actually blows me away uh, because in the first 26 weeks of our church, we've been able, including our legacy offering, which is at the end of December, which we took up a special offering and gave 100% of it away, we've actually given over $109,000 given to missions. Um, and so that's a huge thing. Know that your generosity, that that's led to churches being planted, that that's led to lives being changed all throughout the city and, and, and really all over, all over the world. And so I just thank you so much. And I love to stop right here. And I do this every step one to grow track as well, because we want to give all the credit, all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise to God. Can we do that? Can we give God our very best praise in here and thank him for all that he's doing inside of our church? We thank you, God. It's all for you. We thank you. And here's the cool thing, church. We believe, we believe that our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. That it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, and, so, and so we're just fully convinced of that. And so we're just having the time of our lives. We're having so much fun. And here's the deal. We're also going to celebrate that today at church. We actually have free 100% cake pops for you. Take it. If you have kids, load them up. Get them full of sugar. We don't want any after this service. So, so okay, so go. Go eat as many as you can. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Just receive it. Okay, receive, receive. It's Sunday. The calories don't count, okay, if you go to church and you take notes. If you take notes, the calories don't count, okay? So, so take that. Uh, maybe take a look at some of those pictures and some of the hard work that our team's done. And then also tonight, we are continuing the celebration uh, with our dream team. And it's the, the people that serve here at our church. We're doing tonight a dream team party at six o'clock. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh, we're gonna have a blast. And so you should have that information um, in different avenues. I know that we've emailed it. I know that there's, but if you need information on that, please uh, go to our info area right after service. And we'll make sure you get all the info that we can, okay? So, if you have your Bibles, I would love for you to turn to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23 is where we're going to be hanging out today, and we are in week two of our series that we're calling How to Live Through a Bad Day. Now, we've all had bad days. We're all going to have bad days. So the question is, how do we actually get through those? And our theme verse is from Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 for this series, and it says this, keep your eyes not on your bad days, not on your problems, not on the things going on in your life, but keep your eyes on the person we just sang about for the last 25 minutes. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race that we're in. That I love that, I love that line, because what that tells me is that the same race that we're in is the same race Jesus was in. And that not only did he start it, he finished it. And then it says this, study how he did it. And that's what we're doing during this series. We're going to study how he got through bad days because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And in this series, we're going to be taking a look at one specific bad day that Jesus had. And historically, it's called Good Friday, and it was the day that he died on the cross. And truthfully, it was only good for us. It wasn't good for him. It was actually a really, really hard day. And on that day, the Bible records seven statements that Jesus said while on the cross. 
that have some very rich and deep and significant and important lessons for our life. And so last week, we talked about the very first thing that he said when he was on the cross. And it's where he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And we talked all about forgiveness, teaching, and we learned the lesson to forgive everyone who's trying to ruin your life. And if you missed that message, you can actually go back. We have an audio podcast that's on Apple and Spotify. I encourage you, because I feel like it really sets the tone for the rest of this series. But right after he says that, right after he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing, the Bible says this in Luke chapter 23, starting in verse 35. It says, the crowd, they watched and the leaders scoffed. They made fun of them. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself. If he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers, they jumped into it as well. They mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened to the cross above him with these words, and it wasn't meant to be literal. It was meant to make fun of him. This is the king of the Jews. This is your king. And it says in verse 39 that one of the criminals, so he was, if you, if you notice all the pictures of that time, you see that there was three different crosses and Jesus was in the middle and he had a criminal on each side of him that were, that were on crosses as well. And one of those hanging beside him scoffed. He even jumped in and started making fun of Jesus. He said, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal, the one on the other side, he protested. Don't you fear God even though you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, in these two words, remember me. Remember me. Church, can I tell you that there's people that are along our road that are going through hard, bad days, and they're just looking for somebody to remember them. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you have come into your kingdom. And I think right here, Jesus had a moment where Jesus realized that the bad day that he was right there in the middle of was also somebody else's bad day. And then Jesus replied, and here's the sentence that we're gonna talk about today. I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. And in this verse, Jesus is teaching us that when you're going through a bad day, and here's the title of the message if you're taking notes, to help others who are experiencing your same struggle. That with this one sentence, 11 words, Jesus, with criminals on both sides, on his left and his right, he makes this statement with this principle to help others who are experiencing your same struggle. Now, before we jump into the text, I wanted to take just a minute to remind you, because I think it's very important, especially with the context of this helping others who are experiencing your same struggle, to remind you of our vision as a church. And we wanna see for your life, we wanna see for every single person, we want them to go on a spiritual journey. That includes you, that includes your family, that includes your friends, that includes people that you go to work with that we wanna see every single person go on a spiritual journey that the Bible talks about from Genesis to Revelation. And in our way, in our language, we try to put it this way. We wanna see you go through a spiritual journey where you know God, where you first know, everything starts there. That you, listen, can have a relationship with God. That you can 
have a relationship with God. And everything starts there. That we wanna make sure that it's not religion, it's not checking off these spiritual do's and don'ts, that you can have a close, intimate relationship with God. Everything starts with knowing God. But then it goes on to find freedom. Because just because you know God, that doesn't mean that you all of a sudden don't got issues. Come on, how many of you have some issues in here? Anybody got some issues? Yeah, this is a church where it's okay to say I got issues, okay? And we got them all, okay, you know? So we know God, then we wanna, but here's the cool thing, you don't have to live the rest of your life with your issues. So you can know God, then find freedom. You can experience freedom that can only come from God, and then you can discover your purpose, that you can discover why you're breathing, and that all of you are created by God with a purpose and for a purpose, and we wanna help you discover that purpose so that you can go do what all of us are created to do, not just me, not just people that hold microphones, not just people who play instruments, but for all of us, we were all created by God to make a difference. And we have strategically organized our church to accomplish these four things because our church is built on the fact that we are all made by God to make a difference. Get this, even on our bad days. That even in your bad days, God still created you to make a difference. It's not only when you've got it all together, it's also on your bad days. And we've realized that in order to help you, we need to help you help others. I know that I said that really fast, I think. We've realized that in order to help you, the best way that we can help you is we need to help you help others. And in fact, this is the best pastoral practice that I feel like I could teach you above everything else. If I can just teach you how to make a difference in the lives of other people, your life will get better. That even on your bad days, here's the great thing. You can have something bigger than your bad days. And I love what 2 Corinthians chapter one says in verse three and four, it says, all praise to the God and Father of our master, Jesus, the Messiah, the Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. Listen to what he does. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. And what you're going to learn is that God is gonna use three specific things in your life to make a difference in the lives of other people. That there's different things that God has put into your life that he's gonna strategically use to make a difference in the lives of other people. And here's the first one, you can write this down, is your gifts, is your gifts. That God has put inside of each and every one of you a spiritual gift that there's something that God put on the inside of you that when you do it, it impacts other people for eternal purposes. That when you're doing it, it's like you're in your element. It's what you're great at. It taps into like your purpose. It taps into why you're breathing right now. And that God put that on the inside of you. But here's the, here's the tragedy, is that if you take studies like this one, 87% of people never discover their purpose. 87, and I'm telling you, I see something like that and I'm like, not our church, absolutely not. There's no way that we're gonna have a church where 8.7 out of 10 people don't know their purpose. There's no way. And because, it, because if you never discover it, you'll never use it. And that's why we focus so much on growth track. 
That's why we talk about it each and every week. If you've been here for 26 weeks, we've talked about it for 26 weeks because we want to help you discover those things that are on the inside of you. We want you to, to discover your purpose and the unique personality and gifts. And that's what today is all about. That's what step two of the growth track is all about today. It's all about your gifts. And it's, it's one of those where it's not necessarily a lecture, it's more of a lab. And it's where you get to learn so much about yourself. And we go through fun like personality assessments and you get to learn like your spiritual gifts. And, and why, like, why do we do that? Because it's not just so you can jump on the dream team and serve somewhere, even though that's awesome. And we would love for you to do that. We do that because we want you to help discover why you're on planet Earth. And if you can discover that and you could scratch that itch somewhere around here, you'll come alive like never before. And so we really want to make sure that we're doing our very best to help you discover the way that God's wired you because your gifts are a way that you can make a difference in the lives of other people. Here's another one is your mistakes. It's where you've messed up. It's where you've fallen short. And it's where you've made some of the biggest mistakes of your life. And a lot of you have believed a lie that those things disqualify you and that there's no way that God can use you because of mistakes you've made in the past. No, no, no. Your mistakes, your past mistakes is what qualifies you. That your past mistakes can be your present ministry. That your private struggle can become your public strength. Because who better to help somebody navigate the stronghold of addiction than somebody who's been through addiction? Who better to help somebody that's going through a painful divorce than somebody who's gone through divorce and is now on the other side? Who better to help somebody that's in financial crisis and feels like you can't even breathe financially than somebody who has scratched and clawed their way out of debt. See, people would rather talk to somebody who's been through it and have the healed scars to prove it than perfect people who just have an opinion. I don't even like to talk to perfect people. Get on. Like, I'm, like where did you mess up today? Like, just tell me that, and then that encourages me, you know? I don't even like talking to perfect people, you know. If you're perfect, welcome to church. We still love you, and you can come here. We'll work on that. But, but God can use your mistakes. It's not what disqualifies you. It actually qualifies you. And then here's the third way that God can use you is your pain. The really hard, painful things that you've been through. That God can and he will use the, your pain to help others. In fact, I think it's the greatest way that we can kick the enemy in the teeth. I really do. To take something that was meant to destroy you and turn it to help other people. You know, who better to help with somebody who's going through the tragic loss of a loved one than somebody who's already been through it? Like, who, like who better to help a parent that's going through a diagnosis of a special needs child than somebody like me and my wife who's gone through a diagnosis of a special needs child and have walked through that. I tell you, God has opened up so many doors just in that area of our life alone where God has redeemed that pain that we've been through to help so many other people. And the beautiful thing is that God, he specializes in redemption. 
He's an expert in taking our bad days, our mistakes, our pain, and using them to help other people who are experiencing the same thing. Write this down. Helping others with my bad days will bring purpose to my bad days. Because it really will. If you get to help others with your bad days, it will bring so much purpose to the bad days that you face. That's why in Luke chapter 23, Jesus models this of how to help others who are experiencing the same struggle. And so I want to make sure that you understand that this is a, this is a great verse, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. That you are a not, a, not a, not a piece of work, that you are a work of art, okay? You're a work of art, but I want to make sure you get this. All of you is a masterpiece. Your gifts, your mistakes, your pain, everything is a masterpiece to God. And he created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can not just pray about good things to do, not just hope that we can do. No, he created us to do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Listen, you were made by God on purpose and for a purpose to make a difference, even on your bad days. Now, that was something that I felt like it was really important for us to make sure that we went back to the, our vision as a church. But the truth is, you may be here, and you are right now in the middle of a bad day. Maybe you're in the middle of a bad week, a bad year, a bad season of life. And it, like for you, like when you read that, that scripture and that story of Luke chapter 23, really you're resonating with the criminal. Because you're here today, and you're looking to Jesus for help. And Jesus says in verse 43 of Luke chapter 23, he says, I assure you today you will be with me in paradise. And I want to take that scripture and I want to make sure that we understand as a church that in that one scripture, in 11 words, in one verse, Jesus offers us all three things on our bad days. And here's the first one is stability. Jesus offers us stability. And that's where he says in this scripture, I assure you, I assure you. And we live in a world that's full of uncertainty and instability, and it feels like everything is shaking and shifting and moving and changing, like you can feel it. But Jesus, in this one phrase, is saying, listen, church, with assurance and with confidence, you can take this to the bank, that who I am and what I offer is rock solid. And I love this verse in Psalm 40, verse, verse two, because I feel like it's a beautiful picture of what Jesus does for us when it says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit. He lifted me out of what was so unstable, of what was shaking and shifting. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. That when Jesus, when everything in my life is shaking because of Jesus, I can be unshaken. And I love these lyrics of this beautiful hymn that I grew up, um, that, that I grew up in church singing. How many of you grew up kind of in old school church when, when, you, when you would sing some hymns? That's great, yeah. Listen to this. It's, it's, these are beautiful words of a beautiful hymn that I that I was able to sing growing up. It says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground 
is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And on your bad days, in the middle of instability, Jesus offers you stability. And here's the second thing that he offers you. He offers you support. So Jesus offers you stability, and then he also offers you support. And this is where he says, I assure you, today you will be with me. Today you will be with me. That Jesus tells you that you don't have to face that bad day alone. That I've got you. I've got your back. See, one of my favorite things about Jesus, I think it's so cool, is that his very name, Emmanuel, means God with us. That in his literal name, he's screaming to you and to me that you are not alone. That you're not alone. And not only that, he gives us the Holy Spirit. That lives on the, that if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, living on the inside of you. You're not alone. He gives us the gift of the church. And we, because we all need support, especially on our bad days. And, and listen, I love you enough to tell you the truth. And if you're alone, you can't make it. Because life was never designed. It's not how we're made to live life and to navigate it alone. That's why our small groups are such a big deal. Because the church has to keep getting bigger. We have to keep reaching more people. Why? Because heaven and hell are realities. And people matter. So the church has to continue to get bigger. But the church also at the same time has to get smaller. Because you matter. That we all want to make sure that every single person that's in our church is needed and known. That you can know, I'm not alone in this world. That I can have people. That I can connect with people. Because you matter. And that's why we encourage every single person to get in a small group. Why? Because you don't have to do life alone. And so right now, we're in the middle of our very first small group semester. I encourage you to just jump in one halfway. That's cool. You can find all our groups online. But just don't do life alone. Like, so you can have support. You can always have somebody that has your back. Like this verse says in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse 12, a person standing alone, if you're by yourself, you can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back. That's actually where we get the term. I've got your back. Can, can back to back and conquer. Three, a small group is even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Like I said, we're currently in the, in the very first semester of small groups. And a couple weeks ago, um, somebody who calls Queen City Church home had a bad day. And when her significant other, her boyfriend, who was already diagnosed with a with very rare autoimmune disease that, that requires chemotherapy as, as treatment, had complications and had to be rushed to the hospital because he caught pneumonia and he experienced septic shock and had to be put on a ventilator. It was, it was very dark and um, he wasn't feeling, I mean, it, was, it was bad, in extremely bad shape. And when this happened, she immediately reached out to her small group to have them pray. And I think it was like around midnight. It was late in the, in the evening. It's like, I don't care, I'm texting my small group. They need to know. Because she knew that there was people that were there that had her back to have them pray. And less than 24 hours later, she sent this update. He is doing great. In just 24 hours of prayer, he was taken off the ventilator and able to breathe on his own again. 
blood pressure and heart rate are back to normal and the antibiotics are, are starting to fight off the infection. Thank you so, so much for the prayers and support. I had so many people from Queen City reach out and it just made my heart so happy. It's an incredible feeling to be part of something as amazing as this church. I want everyone to know that their prayers have made a difference. Thank you so much for everything. Isn't that good? <clears throat> now, here's, here's what I realized. Because when you read that, here's what stands out to me. What amazing church is so great. But it really was the small group that made a difference in her life. It wasn't the entire church. We all didn't get a text. But the small group did. And the small group responded. And even at midnight, I'm here for you, no matter what. I got your back. Why? Because we all need support. And when you're going through a bad day, we refuse to live life alone. And on your bad days, this church will do our very best to offer you support. But here's what I know. On your bad days, I know that Jesus does. Jesus offers you support. And here's the last thing that he offers. In this one verse, he offers you salvation. And that's where he says, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. And Jesus says, you know what? I'm, I can't immediately fix this or change your current circumstance, but hang in there. Heaven is coming. And that word paradise in the original language, it actually means this, and it, it's probably not going to mean a lot to you, a walled garden. I don't know how many of you have a walled garden. But it's like, oh, what's the big deal about that? Here's the cool thing. In today's language, the, the most accurate translation of it is this, a resort. Come on, somebody. Anybody, anybody down for that? Get a little resort after a random snow a couple days ago? Resort sounds pretty good to me. Listen, I, I, I don't know what you think heaven will be like, but it's going to be awesome. I, I love Cincinnati. But heaven's going to be better than Cincinnati. And, and listen, Jesus may not always fix your bad days, your circumstance. But he can always shift our perspective and our focus to heaven. To where he can say, guys, I know you're having a bad day. Hang in there. Heaven is coming. And in John 14, Jesus says this in verse 1 and 2. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, but believe also in me, my Father's house. Heaven, it has many rooms. It has a room for you. You have a room at the resort. He has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have not told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Jesus saying, don't give up. Don't quit. This won't last forever. Every season, good and bad, ends. Can I get an amen, Bengals fans? All of them. In September, the record will be zero and zero. It didn't matter what happened last year. Because all seasons, good and bad, eventually end. Hang in there. This won't last forever. You've got a resort in your future. And Jesus says, I've got something better than what you're experiencing here. That literally the Bible says that our, our life is but a breath. It's a mist that's here one time and gone the second. That another translation says that our life is the width of our hands. It's so short. And Jesus in this one phrase is saying, I've got something better for you. In a little while, you're going to go to an incredible place with no more bad days. No more pain. No more crying. 
No more sickness. No more cancer. No more death. No more bills. Come on. No more student loans. Praise God. No more social media. Amen, okay? No more traffic. Not gonna be traffic. You don't have to be in that 75 traffic, you know? And this is a little bit of my Middle Tennessee coming out in me, but it's okay. And the, um, and the Krispy Kreme donuts, hot now, light is always on, you know? It's always ready. <laughs> you gotta stop when you see it. If the light's on, you gotta stop. It's like a rule. These little heavenly orbs of goodness, okay? And sometimes, sometimes we need to be reminded that heaven is coming. We're just passing through, that this isn't forever. And that on your bad days, write this down, Jesus offers more than a better now. Jesus offers a better place. He does offer you a better now, but he also, he offers a better place. And so today, if you're here, I just want to encourage you, if you're having a bad day, know that Jesus offers you stability, support, and salvation. Now, I want to end with this because I was actually praying earlier today, and I feel like that this moment right now can save somebody's life. Because I love that this story that it communicates the truth that it's never too late to turn to God and to give your life to God. It's never too late. That even though this man was guilty and being executed for crimes that deserved death, he still wasn't too far from Jesus. That he was there moments away from death, being executed for a crime that he committed that deserved what was happening to him. And even then, in that moment, that person wasn't too far from God. That, that we're never too far from God. And I even started thinking about this, that the other criminal that was on the other side of him, that was making fun of him a couple of verses earlier, it still wasn't too, too, he wasn't too far from God for that to happen. The beauty of the gospel is that we're never too far from God. That no matter what you've done, no matter what's happened in the past, that God still loves you, that God still sent his son for you, and that God just wants a relationship with you. And here's what blows me away about the gospel is the fact that Jesus, he came and God sent his son just for the chance to have a relationship with you. It wasn't even guaranteed. He did it just for a chance that that would happen. Just so that maybe, just maybe, at some point in your life, and maybe that could even be today, on Daylight Saving Sunday, that it could happen, that you could experience Psalm 40, verse two, where you can say, you know what, on that day, on March 10th, 2019, Jesus, he lifted me up out of my slimy pit that was shaky and unstable. And he lifted me up out of the mud and mire, out of my dirt, out of my filth. And he cleaned me up and he set my feet on a rock where I once was in a pit, now I'm on a rock. And he gave me a firm place to stand. And if that happens, here's what I know. Many people in this room have experienced this. Your life will never, ever be the same, ever. 
if you experience that, your life will never, ever be the same. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And every single week, we like to take a moment where we just calm our week, be still before everything gets crazy and just ask God right now, what are you speaking to me? Just ask him, what does my response need to be to this message? Because we believe that our Sundays should always affect our Mondays. And like we do every single week, we wanna give you the opportunity to make the most important decision of your life, the decision to give your life to God, to make a decision to say, I receive. I don't wanna be in that slimy pit in the mud and the mire. I wanna take, I wanna get out of that and I wanna put my feet on a solid rock. That it doesn't matter how far you are from God. You're never too far from God. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. He still loves you. He still sent his son for you, for you and he wants a relationship with you. And so if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, if maybe today you want to start a relationship with God, you can. Or maybe you wanna restart a relationship with God. Maybe you've been connected to church, maybe for a little bit, or maybe you've, you've been going your whole life, but you've never made the decision to say, I wanna give my whole life, and I wanna make a decision to follow Jesus. Or maybe you have, and you've done that in the past, but you've gone off, you've done your own thing, and you've lived your own way, and today you just wanna come back home. Listen, it's not about like the semantics of it. I just simply want you to right there in the stillness of this moment to take inventory and just ask, am I far from God? Am I right with God? And if the answer is no, you can do something about it right now. And we're not gonna embarrass you. We're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna make you come forward. But I would, in the, in the privacy of this moment, I would love for you to acknowledge to God that that's the decision I wanna make today. And I'm gonna ask you on the count of three to boldly put your hand in the air and say, that's the decision that I wanna make today. I wanna to come, to come to God. I want him into my life. I wanna invite him into my life. I wanna get right with God. If that's you, boldly on the count of three, put your hand up in the air. One, two, three, just raise it up. That's you, that's you, that's you. It's great, that's great, that's awesome. That's awesome, that's awesome. Proud of you, proud of you, that's great. You can put your hands down, just right there in this moment. Just pray this in your heart, Jesus, I, I need you. I thank you for what you've done. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Come live inside of me. Change me. I don't wanna be the same. I clean me, set my feet on a solid ground and make me brand new. I surrender my whole life to you, everything. I choose to not just make you my savior, but my Lord. You're in charge. I give you my whole life. And today I choose to follow you with everything that I have. And God, right now, I thank you for the people that made that decision, the most important decision of their life. That right now you're throwing a party in heaven and you're celebrating. And God, I thank you that you are a God that loves to speak to us. And so God, right now, I ask that you speak to all of us. What are ways that we can walk this message out? God, for some people here, they just, 
They need to know that you're there for them. Bring stability in their life. Maybe it's support. That you are, that, thank you for being such a solid rock that we could stand on. When everything else can change, it's the one thing that can never be taken from us is our relationship with you. And we thank you for that. God, I pray that this church will be a stable place for people in the middle of their shaking. They can find some footing that can make them unshaken. And God, I thank you that you have created us and designed us for purpose. And so God, I pray that you put inside of us wisdom of how to be, like how you've wired us and made us to be able to make a difference. Thank you for putting calling and destiny in each and every one of our lives. God, I pray that it comes alive, that God, we say yes to however you want to use us outside of these walls, inside of these walls. God, we just want to be used by you. We thank you for being a God that loves to partner with us and making a difference in the lives of other people. Thank you for giving us purpose. God, we thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 